Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to SpinFL. What is up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about local parks. Let's go with the local parks. <laughs> I'm lying. We're not talking about local parks. That would be a very shitty podcast. <laughs> Did you did you see the birds? <laughs> We'd have to whisper. <laughs> I feel like all the local parks are more or less the same. Uh, yeah, more or less the same. Pretty much, uh, kind of. Well, right. um, we're gonna we're gonna move soon, and I can't wait to learn the parks. I've heard there's a lot of good parks over in our future neighborhood. Have you ever been to the? You must have been to the park over here in Aspudin, right? Uh, the, I call it ass pudding, but uh, ass pudding. You know the 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 4-H farm park where they got the horses and uh, rabbits and. No, I haven't been there. What, bro? I'm sorry. Garrett, it's yeah. I remember the first time I came to my future neighborhood. Um, we moved to sweet. We were in, we, we had we had our apartment all sorted, but we we got here in like June. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have access to the apartment until July. And so I came into town just to kind of be like, all right, let's go look at the neighborhood. I rolled up into Asputa and walked through. And all of a sudden, I basically hit a little farm with like, you know, goats and horses and oh, wow. uh, <clears throat> rabbits. What else do they have? They had some pigs. They had pigs I like, too? I was like, what the fuck? That sounds like a full <laughs> breakfast. Did they have yeah, kids? exactly. They had the full English. <laughs> you just gotta kill it yourself. Yeah, and, uh, some beans on the side. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, Asputin is um, one of the few parks. Actually, we're talking this, parks right now. But we are actually talking about parks. <laughs> it's park talk. I was I was more excited about that than I expected. You know, I'm repping, <laughs> repping from my hood, man. Repping for your hood, man. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I didn't know you were. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you're ready for that. Uh, I am smiling despite uh, bitter and deep sadness. Mm. When I, I, I at at one point in the season, I thought that there was no way that uh, there was that anybody was going to ever figure out my teams. Uh, uh, electric, explosive offense. Yep. And now it looks like my team might not make the playoffs, especially with the the recent news that uh, the worst that the team looked might be back because the quarterback might be out. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle it, the whole concussion protocol thing. Um. It certainly wasn't a very good Christmas present for you, Christmas Day. Oh no. 
and the Dolphins start out just kicking ass. It was like, okay, we got another one. It was going to be another chill Sunday. And then uh, just screeched to a halt again. It seems like teams get shocked at first, and then they just recover and then just shut it down. Mm. The last four games. Mm. Even the 49ers game. Miami just came out, boom, first play, touchdown. Then it was just like, that's it? Screeching halt. Not even like slow it down. Just screeching mm. halt. But uh, we'll that talk sucks. about that more, man. Um, this the flip them and pick them. Uh, another year where I mean, I didn't know I was so I invested in flip them and pick them, but <laughs> it's like it's hurting. <laughs> the first year I, I was ahead, right, and then the rules were were tainted and skewed to you. What? And, it, <laughs> and then in the playoffs, you came back and beat me. Then the second year, you just boat raced me, just mollywopped me the whole year. And then this year, the rules change, and I might possibly lose twice. Like, <laughs> under the new rules, I could lose the regular season, then go into the playoffs, clean slate, and lose again. So that's just great. Maybe you're a little more like your Miami Dolphins than you like to admit. <laughs> I started Sad. off. I started off out of the gate, just boom, 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 and now screeching halt, screeching fucking halt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how you feel after this week? I mean, you learn more about your QB. Yeah, I sure. I mean, I think I said. I That's think where I said we're last, at with you, right? Yeah, and I think I said last week that I was I was ready for this to be over. I, I was not. I mean, yeah, we, all, everybody in the NFC South entered into this week mathematically um, relevant as far as winning the division. Um, but I never – I was done. I was done. I'm ready for them. I'm really excited for next year, honestly, because this will be the first year under the Arthur Smith uh, regime where he's going to have some cap space to work with. And mm. a lot of it, a lot of it. I think yeah. we have the second – I think we have maybe the first or second most cap space for next year. Um, and there's a lot of promising things, uh, pieces on this team. Tyler Algier was a big surprise this year. Yes. Uh, um, and Drake London, despite we'll get into that later. He, I think he's been good too, but is Drake London a white dude or a light skinned brother? He's mixed. His, okay, uh, he's mixed. his okay. dad is black and his mom is white. Okay. Um, so according to us, he's mixed. According to the police, he's a dangerous black man. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is jet black. And according to the NFL, he's just a human. Right. Exactly. Racism is ended. Uh, yeah, you're it's right. Number two cap space. God damn. The Bears cap space next year. $123 million. Unfortunately, it feels like it might be the wrong year to have a lot of cap space because there just aren't that many free agents as as there were last year. Um, yeah, but if there's like, say there's four. Yeah. And you're them. I think it, it's been a long time since I've seen the Falcons be active in free agency, so I don't know. Y'all got 70 million. It, it'll be really interesting to see what they do. Um, yeah. I think we should delve into the free agents big time. We haven't done that in an offseason yet. We've talked about it, but I want to like, because we've deep dived into coaching. 
we've deep dived into histories of the teams. True. Uh, and we haven't really like done like a full because free agency is hard, man. Because it's mm. like it's over a hundred players every time. Yeah. But I think it'll be fun to uh, to delve into it. Well, I know one player that might be available. Uh, at the Tom end of Brady. The season. <laughs> well, Tom Brady always seems to be available, does he not? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a weird twist if Tom Brady decided to go play for the Atlanta Falcons? Like, <laughs> like you are officially Tom Brady's bitch at that point. Like we've never <laughs> we've never beat him. Yeah. Right. And like he would do that, wouldn't he? Like just to make sure that he never gets beat by the Falcons. You know what? I'm gonna play my last two years <laughs> for the Falcons. Just to ensure that I've never lost to the Falcons. <laughs> A motherfucker. <laughs> no, but I was thinking of Zach Wilson. Oh uh, man, yeah, we oh, could man. get right into the game, man. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. god. So bad. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot to say about him later, but I, I, we can start by saying that the Jags continue their surging assault on the AFC South title. Um, while honestly, Zach Wilson just went one step further to securing his role as a permanent backup or maybe even a third string NFL quarterback. If that, to be honest with you, um, when Man. I woke up and saw that he didn't finish the game, my immediate reaction was that, oh, he must have gotten, you know, because you look at the box score. Yeah. I always look at the box score for these late night games when I first yeah. wake up in the morning, like before I even get out of bed. I was like, oh, shit, he must have gotten injured. Nope. This bitch got benched <laughs> <laughs> and replaced by third stringer Chris Treveller. Um, Who looked better. Right, and the worst part about it, yeah, and the worst part about it is that everyone who watched the game, all of the all of the reporters seemed to say the same thing that Strevler, like, is the moment he came in, it was like he gave the team a boost. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, they talk about coaches losing the locker room. This is a quarterback that lost the locker room, and he might have lost it way back when he said, "I I don't think he's recovered from saying that um, he." I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so either. Uh, he was nine for 18, 92 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't get a first down. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do diddly poo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his, uh, we couldn't new, do uh, diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. <laughs> I mean, that has to be the greatest coaching reaction this is like a Philip Rivers style, too. Unbelievable. <laughs> Diddly poo. <laughs> uh, this new running back that everyone's so hopped, hyped about, Zonovan Knight, six carries for negative two yards. I mean, they didn't have anything working. No. Nah. Um, but, it, you know, it's funny because it started out looking like it was going to be a great night for the Jets. Jags' uh, first possession, Quinn and Williams gets the sack strip fumble on, yeah. on T-Law. Um, and Associates and associates which <laughs> led to the jets only points of the game like yeah. that was it they got a field goal yep. and they were done field goal right away and just <laughs> packed it up we've done our work here yeah because t-law and his associates kind of got their shit together he mm-hmm. went 20 for 31 229 yards no touchdown passes but he didn't throw any picks most of the offense ran through travis etienne who had 22 carries for 83 yards. And then you had Evan Ingram, who had seven receptions for 113 yards. Uh, T-Law himself was the one with the rushing touchdown to go along with his 51 yards rushing. And they just – and this was a bad weather game too. So 
you know, it was it was in New York. It was raining. It was cold. Yeah. But I think the Jags really managed themselves. You know, especially for a team, for a team like that, that like they want to be known as a as a high flying offense mm. but the fact that they were able to settle into this bad weather game and just Good be the point. better team yeah um kind of told me a lot about how they've grown this year especially under um doug peterson i feel so, like but do we got to give credit to urban meyer man totally. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i mean he no. built this t- his his fingerprints his are all fingerprints over are all over this team man <laughs> Kind of like his fingerprints are all over the ass of that really pretty blonde girl that he all inside the ass of it. Remember digging all in there, girl. Disgusting. Gross, bro. Super gross, man. Yeah, and he's um, right on TV now, sniffing his fingers. Oh yeah, before uh, college game game day. But um, with this win and the Titans' loss, which we'll get to later, mm. uh, the Jags officially take over the number one spot in the AFC South mm. uh, and control their their destiny. I picked this, uh, this outcome correctly. And, and then we moved on to the Saturday games and the Bills played the Bears and you picked the Bills to win. And the Bills did win. <clears throat> they did. Um, Looks like and, they're getting their mojo back. And by doing so, they clinched the AFC East title. Mm-hmm. Um, and while this victory, uh, the or the score anyway, looks quite convincing, thirty-five mm. to thirteen, a it took rough. a lot of work. Yeah, it took a lot of work uh, and some halftime adjustments to get it done, because what normally works for them was not working at all. Um, again, a lot of games affected by weather this weekend. Extremely yeah. cold, extremely windy. Josh Allen was only. 15 for 26, 172 yards passing, two touchdowns, two very bad interceptions. Bro, what's wrong with him? Yeah. The elbow. Um, (laughs) He was out there trying to play hero ball, honestly. Um, He did rush for 41 yards and a rushing TD. Um, But it was really mostly like a third quarter adjustment where they finally decided to lean more on their kind of traditional run game. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Buffalo was down 10 to 7 at the half. Yeah. Right? Um, but after a long 33 yard rushing touchdown by Devin Singletary, mm-hmm. who had 106 yards on the day, and then a 27 yard rushing touchdown from my man, former Bulldog James Cook, <laughs> who had 99 yards on the day. Uh, that's pretty much what, what I led said to the that Bills when he scored. Taking over. I watched the game, and, I, and when he scored, I was like, that skips, man, former Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> but I was it was I think they are very scary if their running game is working. And it's like yeah. watch out. Um I wanna give uh we have to give like a an award or something, man, because Justin Fields had fifteen completions. <laughs> wow. That's crazy that they had the same amount of completions. I you could have bet me on that one. I wouldn't have thought so. But Justin Fields, man. I don't know, man. If I'm still seeing, I'm still seeing that uh, need for growth. Yeah. Well, I think the the Bills' defense deserve an award too because they did a really good job eliminating the Bears' run game. Mm-hmm. Montgom- Montgomery only had 62 yards, and Fields. Mm. I mean, they were kind of spying him the whole game. You go back and watch game. the tape with different players. 
Yeah, exactly. Watch the tape, fucking tape heads. Uh, <laughs> they dare. They basically dared him to beat him with his arm. Yeah, everybody's he, gonna do that. Which he could not. No. Uh, and not Fields, Fields, who normally, you know, you know, puts up a lot of rushing yards. He only had eleven yards rushing the ball in this game. So that's. They spied him with a safety, a linebacker, and lineman. Like they were just different players spy. So it's not even like the same guy to watch for. So it's like he has to identify the spy and then read the defense. He's probably yeah. like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good job by the Bills defense to basically give the offense time to figure out how to win this game, which yeah. they did. Yeah. Huh? All right. Uh, on to the next game. And, and flip them and pick them. I picked the uh, Browns. To beat the Saints, I thought this was going to be Deshaun Watson's coming out game, and mm. uh, it was not. It was a Taysom Hill kind of. Actually, it was like Saints defense kind of just kept them in check. True. But this was probably the worst. <clears throat> this was probably the worst weather day, yeah. uh, worst weather game of them all, resulting in um, a shit bowl. Brought mm. to you by Xlex. But the Saints did overcome a ten point deficit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, to knock the serial predator and his team <laughs> out of playoff contention. Um, Are they out? So, yeah, oh. they're officially eliminated. Um, so for this week and this week only, I press pause on my fuck the Saints routine and say mm. to New Orleans, um, thank you for the service that you provided. Good job, well done, good job, guys. Um, my man, Bulldog, my man, former Bulldog, Nick Chubb is the only Browns player we're talking about. 24 carries, 92 yards rushing. <laughs> I had to give a little extra slurp in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, Sir Grabs a lot. Did have a rushing TD um, <laughs> that almost made me throw up in my mouth when he did it. But thankfully, he was terrible at his actual job of throwing the football. He went 15 for 31. What is this, Justin Fields again we're talking about? 15 for 31. 31. 135 yards passing, no touchdowns, and one very, very bad interception. Is he is he broken? I, I, is this no. Russ still? Like, what is going on? We, we I, determined I, years ago that he was, like, a smart quarterback. I can still see a scenario where he comes back next year and he's good. Honestly, if he comes back next year and he's good, do we say? Do, does the NFL give him comeback player of the year? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, they can't. They'll not. No, they can't. Do after that. being after being held out of the league for eleven games, coming back rusty, and they then <laughs> comeback player of the year. They can't do that. No, I'm no. just kidding. Uh, I thought I, this is really fun. Alvin Kamara, um, he looked pretty good um, running the rock violently and yeah. like, with a sense with a sense of urgency. He so it was so cold in this game. He was quoted after the game after having admitted that he wore something like a scuba suit under all of his gear, saying. Oh. 
he said like it was like i don't know what celsius but it was like the wind chill was like minus 30 or something like it was freezing oh my God. and camara said i didn't want any part of that the elements are the elements so you just use common sense out there it was cold nothing was going to stop it from being cold on those long runs i was really more fired up just to get back to the sidelines and sit next to that giant heater <laughs> <laughs> I think minus 30 is minus 34 Celsius. We saw a lot of Taysom Hill in this game. Uh, I yeah. mean, he lined up He lined up as a quarterback, but I don't think he had a single pass attempt. Um, the wind was insane in this game. The wind was like 27, 30 miles an hour kind of wind or whatever. Smart um, not to throw it with him. Yeah, they just crammed it down their throats, basically. Do you think the Saints fans are worried that uh, – that they're gonna go on like to the playoffs and like squeak out a win in the playoffs, and then they're stuck with Dennis Allen next year. <laughs> There's a lot of rumors that Sean Payton is on his way back. Um, okay. I don't know. We'll see. That's a big question mark. But <sighs> yeah, maybe he's got the itch. That's that's one way. Yeah. It would suck mm. to see him coaching for somebody else if I was a Saints fan. Yeah. But yeah. they still don't have their quarterback situation figured out. Not even close. So what happened to Jameis Winston? I, they just gave up on him. Damn. I mean, even once he got healthy. Yeah. They just they just gave up on him. Damn, he sucked on too many W's, huh? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst thing ever. It's oh, gross. Man. I don't want to see that. <laughs> maybe, maybe they saw it and were like, what were we thinking? All right, then we got the uh, the Texans and the Titans and the, the clash of the AFC South <laughs> super teams. Crazy. Uh, Titans are in a tailspin. Wait, why did this change again? What do you mean? Because it shows Chiefs Seahawks on this one. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Next game is Titans Texans. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, it, the Titans are in a tailspin. Five straight losses. Uh, this yeah, most man. recent one against the worst team in the NFL um, has now led them to losing their grip on the AFC South. Mm -hmm. They've been leapfrogged by T Law and Associates down there in Jacksonville. Mm. Uh, no Tannehill, obviously ankle surgery this week. Uh, ankle surgery. He had kind of a, yeah, he had ankle surgery. I assume he's done for the year. Wow. So, I mean, Malik Willis was, he ain't it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not mean, yet. 14 for 23, 99 yards, no touchdown, two motherfucking picks. Um, You know, again, Derrick Henry, unsurprisingly, started off the day with a 50-yard oh touchdown blast. Uh, but the Texans played him pretty hard for the rest of the way. He he finished the day with 126 yards, but uh, you know, if he's the only guy you have, if he's the only weapon you have, that's just not enough. A lot of times, uh, yeah. And was, they're gonna stack yeah. the box. Yeah, they're not worried yeah. about Malik uh, throwing the ball. So <clears throat> I think uh, you can tackle a uh, you can tackle big. King Henry by committee. 
Yeah, and obviously it's very, you know, a 50-yard touchdown run. You know, it's a little telling that about a third of his total yards came yeah, on one play. You know exactly. what I mean? Um, it was a pretty tight back-and-forth affair, mm. like, you know, two turds swirling <laughs> their way to the bottom of the shit bowl. bowl. Brought to you by <laughs> X-Lex. Uh, but a late touchdown pass from Davis Mills to Brandon Cooks mm. basically decided the game. I do not understand this carousel they got going at quarterback over there. <laughs> it's very strange. It's, it's like some college shit, some high school shit. <laughs> yeah, because they keep bringing uh, – who's the other guy they keep bringing in? Uh, the one who runs. Yeah. <laughs> like there's one that can run the, – one runs the read option and one <laughs> is a standard uh, – I forget his name, too. I'll look it up. Yeah. But that's just – it's it's crazy, man. I don't understand it. Um, I, I would say it's working, but it's not. Jeff Driscoll is his name. Yeah, right. Jeff Driscoll. And he comes in and he runs the read option a little bit, I guess. And then Davis Mills, it's weird. It's, it's a tell. It's showing what kind of play you're thinking of running. It's uh, very odd. Uh, and it's showing that Lovey Smith is officially, officially uh, demented <laughs> or uh, has the. Dementia. Well, I think it, I also think it would be, in some ways, quite a compliment to um, someone like Taysom Hill. Like, as much as I like to make fun of the Saints from time to time, Taysom Hill is a very talented Swiss Army knife yeah. type player. Uh, and I think he, the fact that he is able to do what he does in, in so many games, I think he, you you kind of – and then you see the, the Texans try to do it, and you yeah. realize it's a lot harder than you think it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you also – Jeff Driscoll <laughs> is not the size <laughs> – he ain't no Taysom Hill. <laughs> of Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom but Hill I will say that run motherfuckers over. The Texans, as much as I like, I mean, full credit to the Texans for getting feisty at the end of the year, showing that they got some fight in them. Um, but they do not want to fuck around and lose this number one pick. Why? I, because Who's I think. Who's the can't miss prospect? Uh, well, they're, if they have the number one pick, my guess is that they're going to take Bryce Young from the quarterback from Alabama. Is that can't miss? <clears throat> like, if, I, if honestly, if I was a GM he's, and I had he's the number pretty one. Good. He's pretty good at Alabama. Honestly, if I'm the GM. I don't disagree with that. Of, of a team with the number one pick, then I would be trying to get some more capital from that pick. Mm. Move down, get some picks, get some players and stuff like that. Yeah, Instead maybe. of taking that number one pick, man. Bryce Young is a really good quarterback, but he also has a lot of red flags. Mm. Uh, he's very good at extending the play. Mm. He's very good at he's very good at reassessing what he has downfield after he's extended the play. Mm. Oh, that's good. But again, like you said, we're talking about college football. Yep. Um, and talent. <laughs> talent now, dis disparity that's not there and while ever. that's one of those weird college football traits that can win you a heisman trophy but it's also one of those things that can label you uh like i would say that this was also the way they talked about zach wilson and mm -hmm. his last year at byu mm -hmm. uh being able to get outside the pocket and find dudes but the difference is is that in college if you get outside the pocket chances are your receiver is going to be seven or eight yards yep. wide open at that yep. point 
which that doesn't happen in the NFL. Not this recovery. Unless there's like busted yeah. coverage or something, but it's yeah. rare. Or somebody falls down or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. It's a rarity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Then we got the uh, the Seahawks and the Chiefs. And uh, <laughs> I picked the Chiefs to win. They did win. And uh, I feel like the Seahawks are finally exposed. I, I think maybe they ate some bad schnitzel when they were in Germany because they haven't <laughs> looked right since that trip. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, that was when it all came sort of yeah. the, the downward spiral began right there. Uh, Gino did not look trip. good. In, it's the yeah, longest G- trip in the NFL, right? Has to be to go from Seattle to Germany. So maybe that maybe they've all been, you know, affected mm-hmm. still. <laughs> or yeah, G- or they weren't that good and were playing bad teams at the beginning of the year. What did didn't we we talked about them then? Like like the they lost to all of the NFC South teams. Oh really? Did we talk? Remember, about that? We talked about that a few weeks ago because I it's so I saw it somewhere and it kind of hit me. I was like, "Oh shit, maybe this team actually sucks." <laughs> like you literally lost four of your four of your losses came to the worst division in football. See, uh, if you lose to the Falcons, you're you're a suspect in my opinion. This year, anyway. Uh, Gino was not very good in this game. 25 mm-hmm. for 40, 215 yards, a touchdown to Noah Fant. Uh, one very bad end That's zone pick. That's the end pick. of the game. The Noah Fant touchdown was. Yeah, exactly. It was in garbage time. The Chiefs deep had their hands full with Kenneth Walker, who was the only bright spot for the Seahawks yeah. uh, with over 100 yards rushing. But other than that, they frustrated Gino all day. I think Shout they... out to K9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they forced multiple turnover on downs. Uh, Mahomes, you know, it's funny with Mahomes. Um, you know, the the if you just look at the box score, you wouldn't you'd be like sixteen for twenty eight, two hundred twenty four yards. That's that's eh, that's an average. That's not that great. But he does throw two touchdown passes. Uh, you know, one to Kadarius Tony, the other one to my man from Marietta, Jarek McKinnon. But <laughs> the, the run, one, the run, bro. the run is like you. If you watch the game, yeah. I mean, it's like he people like to joke about, oh, Mahomes, he's like a video game. But I would argue that Mahomes is doing things that that video games can't, like, not yet, <laughs> can't do yet. You know what I mean? Like, uh. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how he was able to sort of get Hit the, the edge. outside of the pylon. I've never yeah, seen him before. He gets the edge. He plants his left hand, yeah. just barely inbounds. Goes fully vertical. Um, complete, yeah. Completely stretched out. Pause it. And you're like, what is that? What is he doing? <laughs> and he just barely nicks the pylon. I, I don't know. A lot of people are saying that Mahomes is basically a lock for the MVP. What do you think? Yeah, he's the MVP. I mean, I think it's almost he's at the level of like Jordan in his prime when it was like you give the MVP to Barkley because everybody knows Jordan's the best, you know, that type of thing. Right. And it's like that's been happening to Mahomes or Kobe. You know what I mean? When Steve Nash got it twice and it's like, seriously, if I was having a pickup game, 
I'm picking Kobe first. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that type of thing. <laughs> so right. uh, I think that's the only way he gets overlooked because we all know this dude is the best player in football. Uh, yeah. Unless you start giving it to defensive players and then you'd be like, okay, Aaron Donald's the best. But not even this year. It's like people are people are starting to describe it as like greatness fatigue. Yes, like he's he's just so great that we take it for he granted. Gets, he gets taken for granted. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's the he's because I know. I mean, I can say just from even doing this podcast, like how many weeks do we do this? Where it's like, I mean, where you come in and you just say like, I'm just sort of running out of ways to describe what yeah. Mahomes did in this game. Like, how do you? It's it's what unfortunate that we're witnessing like, but then when I watch it, I appreciate it. Like when I, cause I try to watch. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I'll do is like see which games when I go back, and I try to watch the which game is worth the forty minute. You know what I mean? Like right. this week, the game that was worth the forty minute condensed was the Cowboys and the uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles game. That was yeah. the one that's like definitely going. But then I always find a way to watch the Chiefs because. Watching Mahomes, even when he doesn't put up 400 yards, is like, this dude's insanely good, man. That throw on a rope to Kelsey to pull away uh, towards the end, it was just like, wow. Mm. And you see so many quarterbacks miss that same throw. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm. yeah, he's MVP easily. Uh, Then we got the next game is the uh, Vikings and the Giants. You picked the Vikings to win, and they didn't make it dramatic. They won on a 60-yard field goal uh, <laughs> in <laughs> overtime. <laughs> what a game. I mean, this team is so – they're so uh, much fun. 11-0 and right in one-score games. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> last year they lose yeah, – last year they them. lost all these one-score <laughs> games. Or I think they were like – they were half – they lost most of them, yeah. I think. Because they were talking uh, about Zimmer, how like maybe you shouldn't fire him because so many close games. But then, but like you said, twelve wins, eleven of them have been one score games. Uh, I believe that's an NFL record, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what they said. Um, and and it takes this sixty-one yard Greg Joseph field goal in the dying <laughs> seconds to seal the victory, the longest of his career as well. Um, yeah. the game was a nail biter from start to finish, tight score all the way through. Yeah, shout uh, out Danny, to the Giants, man. Shout out to yeah, them. They played great. Danny Dimes yeah. was slinging it. He was thirty for forty-two, mm. three hundred thirty-four yards, a touchdown. Mm. Also threw a pick. Um, Saquon had a um, had an eighty-four yard, eighty-four yards rushing and a touchdown. One of them was that, like a long rushing touchdown. Yeah, that was. I, the was that the one to tie the game? Tie it up, yeah. Um, I think Gus Johnson did this game. I want to say. Uh-huh. I always remember when that guy is just like ridiculously excited. It's a catch. It's like, dude, it was a four yard catch. Relax. Yeah, relax. Bro. <laughs> um I think unfortunately for the Giants, their their wide receiver room is greatly depleted. Yeah. I saw a lot of balls getting dropped in this game. Um that that easily could have made a difference. Mm. Um but they were no match for for Mr. You like that. Yeah. Uh, Cousins was 34 for 48, 299 yards, three motherfucking touchdowns, one to Jefferson, who had mm. 133 yards on the day, mm. and uh, two touchdowns to TJ Hawkinson, who had himself a day. Yeah, How about man. Him? Crazy. A, a midseason um, trade, man. You like that? 
You like that? I like that. I a lot of people liked it. 109 <laughs> yards on nine receptions. Mm. Um, and one of those touchdown catches was not even human. Like it, it, it's like double coverage, flying backwards through the air. Defenders yeah. draped all over him. Oh yeah, ball, the one way. Yeah. yeah, ball placement was perfect. Elite. Uh, and the concentration that that led to the catch, I mean, yeah. was was also impressive. In the words um, of uh, Kirk Cousins, "Gosh darn it, what a great freaking catch!" G golly, G golly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the drama at the end when the Giants tied it up with that 27-yard touchdown run for Saquon plus the two-point conversion to tie it, I mean, you're going to go out there and leave Kirk Cousins with two minutes. What are you thinking? What exactly? I mean, that's just like You know what we're dealing with? That's probably your biggest mistake of the game. It helps when you Uh, only got to go like 25 (laughs) yards. Well, to be fair... Cousins got sacked at the Minnesota 41-yard line oh, yeah. on that drive, making the uh, you know forcing the Vikings to take their final timeout with only 19 seconds left. I, I thought they were headed for overtime for sure. Yeah, right. Um, but Cousins threw a bubble screen to Jefferson, who rips off 17 yards yes. down the field. It was like a bubble screen. Yeah. How did whatever? Because everybody's backing off. It's pretty smart. And the way it the screen developed, because the, the like screen came the... from the middle to the outside, mm-hmm. it was yeah. nice. But I feel like it's one of those plays that, like, had the Falcons done it, it wouldn't have worked, and I would have been like, <laughs> "Who fucking calls a bubble screen in that yeah. situation? You idiot!" Yeah, Whatever, it worked. And uh, Je- Jefferson attacked the the pass too. He didn't wait for the ball to come; he attacked it and it put him like right in the middle of all the blockers. Then he cut inside. He didn't because he, I guess, he knew we got a uh, timeout. Right, they had a timeout. Left. No, 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 no. They, they had didn't. no timeouts. But he went down. Yeah, he went down, he went down early. And, yeah, and he he went down early enough, so he was smart in that sense. Uh, and they were able to spike the ball and, yeah. and kick the game-winning field goal. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, now, despite the Giants, world, you don't want a loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to win, but if yeah. you can't get the win. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you sell for the tie. A lot of football left to go in the season. No, 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 lovey, not no. in this game. Nope, doesn't work that way. Uh, the Giants are still in control of their own destiny uh, okay. as far as getting into the playoffs. That's good. Because a lot of, you know, th- this is sort of a theme around the league. A lot of the a lot of the teams that were like, you know, just barely in the playoffs or like kind of just barely outside of the playoffs, like most of them lost this week. Barely. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the teams at the bottom, like things kind of stayed the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, for the Packers too, it worked out for them too. Yeah. Uh, final note on this game: Jefferson surpassed Randy Moss's team record mm-hmm. of one thousand six hundred thirty-two receiving yards, while also breaking Chris Carter's record of one hundred twenty-two catches in the season. Yeah. JJ's got one hundred twenty-three now. Uh, with two games remaining, Jefferson is now two hundred and nine yards away from breaking Calvin Johnson's NFL record of one thousand. 964 receiving yards that season. Nice. He'll have an extra game to do it with, and... It is what it is. And also, I think that it'd be a little silly to... To to say he's better? Well, well, the thing is, is that I think that 
I mean, he already has more. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I see? I saw he some ain't other better crazy than Moss, thing. man. Whatever, we'll see. He's yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's three seasons. He's got. Yeah. He's he's been in the league for three seasons. Uh, he might be the best receiver we've ever seen in the league. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but um, but people need to relax on all of that stuff. Let the man have his career. Yeah, he seems to be having a great time. He's having a great time. The league has changed. Mm. You know what I mean. Moss mm-hmm. used to have to fight through a different type of uh, rules and what True. you could do to a, a wide receiver, especially Chris yeah. Carter, who would do it a little bit tough because Moss could just use his athleticism. Chris Carter, mm-hmm. man, geez, he had to like he did it the hard way. <laughs> True, and mentored Moss. Yep. Uh, speaking of mentors, somebody needs to mentor Mac Jones. I'm loving. <laughs> The the sadness that is these Patriots, um, who once again did they get a pick six or did they just had a pick? That mm, maybe was it a pick six? I don't remember, but yes, 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 they did. Uh, yeah, Marcus Jones. Yes, oh, who? I mean, that Patriots defense, they are playing some ball, man. Because this Bengals team that. That wide receiver core or the pass catchers on that team mm. is a force to be reckoned with. And these Patriots <laughs> step up every time, holding them to 22 points. But uh, that offense <clears throat> is just. Well, bad. it was like it was. Yeah, it was a crazy game because the Bengals were up 22 nothing at the half. Um, Burrow yeah. threw the ball 52 times in this game. Yeah, that was their mistake. Four, 40 completions, to be fair. Uh, 375 yards, three touchdowns. T. Higgins had a day with 128 yards. And touchdown, Trent Irwin, everyone's favorite trailer park kid, with the with the mullet hanging out the back of his helmet. <laughs> Man, I love this guy. Touchdown. I was like, "Who is this dude?" <laughs> I know. Uh, but as you mentioned, Burrow had two picks, one of which was a was a seventy yard pick six by Marcus Jones, um, which gave the Patriots a chance to get back into. This oh yeah, game. he had like a pick. He's had a kickoff return for touchdown. He had he did something where he's had a yeah. He scored in so many different ways in the season. Only mm. Edelman has done that or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how about that weird touchdown by Jacoby Myers where where he ch- where Jones Mac Jones chucks it up. Uh, oh, yeah, and he like – The, in, the intended <laughs> Myers receiver. didn't learn it. He didn't learn his lesson from uh, laterals. <laughs> yeah. He just happened to be in the right place at the right time. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the Patriots eventually had the ball in the fourth quarter, only down by four. Yes. Uh, they marched the ball down to the Bengals' five-yard line. Beautiful defensive play. But Von Bell yeah. uh, forced a Ramondre Stevenson fumble. Punched it out. Basically sealed the victory for the Bengals. Yeah, um, I thought this was going to be an upset. I was. Uh, I found myself. I mean, I was, I'm glad you said that because I found myself rooting for the Patriots. Mm. Like if you, because uh, I've been this year is kind of the first season where I've been like a neutral fan throughout sure. all the games except for Dolphins games. But I've been like, I'm okay if my rival team. I want to see a good game, and then you always, if you're neutral, you root for the underdog, depending on how the game is going. You want this crazy finish kind of, mm. and I was sitting there like, come on, Patriots, you could do this, and then they couldn't in the end. No. 
<laughs> he punched the ball loose, and I was like, ah, you just feel so bad for the guy who fumbles, but then you feel good for the guy who did the work and knocked it away. At least it wasn't like a fumble on a handoff. You know, somebody knocked it away, so don't feel so bad, you know. Mm. Good good game. Valiant effort by this uh, Patriots team that <clears throat> needed a pick six to even be close to this and held them scoreless in the second half. Yeah. They did a Bengals on the Bengals. <clears throat> True. They adjusted and shut them down. But these Bengals, man, they um, they improved to eleven and four. Yeah. What are they on? Like a seven game heater? Something like that. Um, and then I mean, setting up a very juicy matchup for Monday Night Football next week. Yes. Bengals versus Bills. That's yeah. That's hot. They beat the Patriots, Bucks, Browns. They did beat the Chiefs, who they own as of late. Titans. Mm. Steelers, Panthers, and they lost to the Browns. Their last loss was to the Browns. So it's not like they're beating world beaters, man. This might be a wake-up call. <laughs> the True. Bills might be like, hey, remember good teams? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because their last loss, like I said, was to the Browns. And then uh, before that, they beat the Falcons and the Saints. And then they lost to the Ravens. They beat the Dolphins because they're the ones who put two out. They beat the Jets, and they lost to the Cowboys, and they lost to the Steelers. Bro, they haven't played anybody. <laughs> they had the NFC South this year and the AFC East. Right. And then they had their division. Man, this flimsy. <laughs> I didn't even wait. You play, you play what's on the schedule, but uh, we're going to see, man. They're going to play the best team of the AFC East, and then they play the Ravens. They've had kind of an easy schedule when you look at it. Yeah. They haven't had the whole AFC South, but they got lucky and they played the Titans. I mean, I guess. Oddly enough, they still have a chance to get the number one seed. I mean, if they go into Buffalo and beat yeah. them on Monday night, they would. I think they would still need the Chiefs to drop a game before the end of the year. But if that were to happen, they would have the number one seed. Mm. And the Chiefs might be resting players. The Chiefs have lost to the Bengals, too. I mean, that's the one thing they have is they own those guys, man. <laughs> so they got it. <laughs> I didn't look at their schedule until now, and now I'm not as impressed. Hmm. With this winning streak, especially one of their losses is to the Browns. Imagine that. If they would have just beat the Browns, man. They got beat down. They got beat 32-13. to 13. Yeah, that was a weird game. Yeah. That was shocking. Huh. Interesting. Interessant. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Then we got the Lions and the Panthers in the upset <clears throat> of the week. Panthers came in ready to fucking play. And they beat the Lions. They hung 37 on the Lions. Beat them 37 I, to 23. This is only one way to describe uh, this loss. It, it, the Lions got absolutely gashed mm. by yes. the Carolina Panthers run game. 320 total rushing yards. Um, hey, you always they, bring up the birds when it's bird, uh, bird on bird crime. Right. This is cat on yeah. cat, baby. Yeah, this was a this was a cat battle where only one cat showed up. Uh, Deontay Foreman, twenty one carries for one hundred sixty five yards and a touchdown. Mm. Chuba Hubbard had twelve carries for one hundred twenty five yeah. yards. Both guys were averaging around ten yards per carry. <laughs> Insane. 
Um, I mean, it was like every time they got the ball, it was they were off and running. It was mm. um, they steamrolled the Lions. Yeah. Um, I mean, Goff did throw for 355 yards and Goff three touchdowns, tried. but but the Lions' inability to stop the Panthers' run game uh, was only highlighted more by the Lions' inability to run the ball themselves. The Lions only had 45 total rushing yards in this game. Um, when Goff is your leading rusher, something went wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams didn't do shit. My man, former Bulldog, uh, DeAndre Swift didn't do shit. Um, DJ Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown had most of the receiving yards. But if you had Shane Zilstra (laughs) in your fantasy lineup, (laughs) then you are an absolute genius because this tight end who I've never heard of caught three touchdown passes from the line. I was like, who? I'm thinking this Hawkinson came back. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, man. He was the security blanket because the other guys must have been blanketed. And, uh, yeah, the Panthers came out ready to play. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, and flip them, pick them. You picked the Panthers. No, you picked the uh, the Lions to win because the Lions were on a roll, man. They were yeah. in these games against good teams. They were beating uh, good teams as well. And then this happens, and the Panthers took them out to the abyss. And they they did. Them. I mean, it, it's a major hit to the Lions' playoff hopes. Yeah. Um, but like I said, just about everyone around them lost as well. Um, which you know, had they won, would have been great yeah. for them. Um, I mean, they just have to win out and hope that the other teams don't do the same. Yeah. Uh, there is a scenario, I think, where the Lions could play the Packers mm. for a playoff spot on the yeah. final yeah. day of the season, which I really hope that happens because that would be <laughs> fun as hell. Uh, and you know me, Skiff. Um, I like to look at the whole uh, the whole product of a game. I like to think about the announcers calling the game. I like to think about, you know, the whole product, the production. Sure. Um, and one thing that's always stood out for me over the years is, uh, mm. and annoyed me, is this uh, pen- pension, for- pensioncy, is that a word? Well, I'm making it up. This pensioncy of these production teams to show Tom Brady warming up, right? <laughs> you always see Tom Brady warm up shot. It's so annoying. It's like, there's sure. more to the game than this. The new one that I love is the Dan Campbell annoyed frustration shot. Mm. <laughs> when he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> zoom in on him standing on the sidelines in disbelief. That shot right. that they're doing a lot <laughs> is my new uh, production shot that uh, I do like. I, I hated the Brady one, but I love this one when they just or the one you know they always show that when the quarterback throws the interception and then the team scores, the other team scores. They always give right. a shot of that quarterback that threw the interception. Well, this shot of Dan Campbell just being fucking like you know he wants to punch a wall. They show yeah. his face every time. It's great. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, another shot that we have seen quite frequently this year is uh, like the frustrated freaking out on the sidelines of Falcons coach Arthur Smith. Uh, <laughs> Let's spoil Brett. <laughs> he, de- he does look a little like he's getting ready to throw uh, all his toys on the floor uh, uh. <laughs> uh, when things don't go well, uh, which has happened quite frequently this year. Yeah, man. Um, we Falcons lose to the Ravens 17 to nine. I mean, normally you hold a team a to only. Bowl. Yeah, exactly. By X-Lex. I mean, normally if you hold a team to one touchdown all day and a total yeah. of 17 points, you, you have a pretty good chance to win that football game. Um, unless of course the name of your team is the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tyler Huntley, listen to this. Tyler Huntley was nine for 17, 115 yards. That's the score. Yeah. <laughs> we we couldn't stop the run, of course. Gus Edwards had 99 yards rushing. He went to the U. Uh, he sure did. He sure did. I had to get uh, one in there. I kind of have a feeling that things are starting to turn around in the U. You guys had a really good recruiting uh, day on signing day this year. So I think I think good times might be coming back to the U, by the way. Is that true? Yeah, I was reading about it the other day. Oh, I'm shocked. Uh, I'm shocked that anybody they, wants to go there. <laughs> I think they were top five in recruiting uh, as of as of signing. After that season? Well, wow, that's a good sign. Okay, good. Thanks for mm-hmm. that good news. I needed something. Yeah. Sports. So it's it's not all Bulldogs news. We were number two in recruiting. Just, uh, just uh, <laughs> curious. Don't get it twisted, right? <laughs> uh, you still got to play the games. <laughs> so you got to play the games. Uh, yeah. This uh, this Falcons game was, I mean, it was there for the taking. Yes. Um, Drake London had a day on the stat sheet, but he also had a very painful fourth down fumble. Mm. What a horrible feeling that was. He he got the first down. The ball gets punched out. Um, We also had a touchdown wiped off the boards because of a holding call that I got to be honest with you. I didn't see it. Arthur Smith certainly didn't agree with it. He was freaking out. Uh, it, yeah. And because we got also because we got stiffed on some other calls that, you know, I would care about more, I guess, if we didn't suck so much, you know, <laughs> like you were texting me, like, wasn't that a catch? Like there was yeah. one where it was like, that felt like it was a catch. And I'm like, yes. you know what? Yeah, sure. But whatever, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I can't <clears throat> believe some of these calls throughout the whole day. Of uh yeah, 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 yeah. Over time, I mean, like I, like I said, I, I went into this week feeling like the Falcon season was already over anyway. It's officially over now because now we're mathematically eliminated, mm. uh, and likely to finish last in the worst division in the NFL. God damn. Um, but I will say this: Desmond Ritter looked much better in his second start. Yes. Um, he did something that Mariota had 
wasn't able to do for the majority of the season, which is to throw for more than 200 yards. <laughs> Ooh, shots uh, fired. But it's true. He, yeah. I mean, it, it's only his second game. He's 22 for 33, 218 mm-hmm. yards. He didn't throw any picks. Um, this is frustrating, though, right? But, I, you know, it's funny. A lot of people on Falcons Twitter are saying precisely what you said either last week or the week before. Like, you should have put him in, yes. like, for the Chicago game, which was, like, several weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Imagine what, so. they might have get some W's out of these uh, games. Get the, the kinks out and stuff. Give him a bye week and all that. Ugh. Oh, did, he came after the bye week? I don't remember he, when your bye they week. Put him, they put him in right after the bye week. That's, it was The bye week could have been his chance to regroup and but look I at think, his flaws, what you got on tape. Like, come sh- on, guys. Sure. But I, also, I think with a few more games, y- you would be able to go into next season feeling a little more mm-hmm. confident about, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? Because he's what is he, he's played for two games. He played like shit in his first game. He improved quite a lot mm-hmm. for his second game. Um, and now he's only got two more games of right. of mean of meaningless football. Yep. You know what I mean? Which is essentially like it's like it's basically like taking playing two preseason games, right? The games don't matter at all. Um, but the good but thing is the other teams will be playing hard, and you get to see what you got, man. They should. This is this is really frustrating True. that uh, Arthur Smith did this. Yeah, I feel it was a little it was a little late. Uh, on the yeah. Ravens side, they clinched the playoff spot by way of a Patriots loss, uh, as well as their, you know, their victory. Um, but I'm not so sure how confident I would feel about this Ravens team making any kind of deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. But even with him, I mean, they, their, their offense was their touchdown pass in this game. I I couldn't believe it. I had to like, look it up. They said it was the first touchdown pass to a Ravens receiver since week three. Yeah. How is that? He loves Andrews. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Well, when Bateman went down, they already they shipped off Hollywood Brown. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like they just don't even. It's like they don't care. Maybe they're trying to make room for this next contract. I don't know, but they need him to have somebody to throw it to. Um. Then you got the Washington Commanders played the 49ers and predictably predictably got that ass whooped. Mm. Um 37 to 20 and it didn't feel like it was that close. Purdy came out there looking purdy. Mm. Yeah. George Kittle had a fucking day, 120 Oof. yards, six receptions, two it touchdowns. It seems like he's like Purdy coming in made Kittle wake up. Or like something about it. Yeah. Maybe it's just that security blanket of the tight end. No, but you're right. It's it's two weeks in a row that Kittle has a two touchdown game. Yeah. Dude's on fire. Yeah. Um Purdy was solid, two two hundred and thirty two yards, two touchdowns. He also threw a pick, but you know, McCaffrey Happens. and McCaffrey and Ray Ray McLeod. Um both had rushing touchdowns as well. Ray Ray's T D was seventy one yard touchdown. Yeah. That was nice. Gets the edge, raced down the sidelines. Man. Uh it took off when he yeah, he took off once he got through it. And it was nice that he didn't go all the way to the outside first. He went you know, he didn't wait. I think he would have lost cut on an angle, yeah. Yeah, and then mm. he then he took off. I said, Well, goddamn. <laughs> Heineke was so bad that he got benched for Carson Wentz. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and then Wentz throws came, a touchdown. <laughs> and then Wentz throws a touchdown late in the game. Yeah. Uh, Heineke was only 13 for 18, 166 yards. That's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> uh, and now there's a quarterback controversy. Like now they're saying, wow. I mean, they're, they're, they're in the, I think they're in Washington occupies the final mm. playoff spot. Uh Oh, you and might want to go like, with the experience. You might want to go with Wentz, honestly. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of those risk reward. <laughs> it feels like a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of scenario. Yeah, you've got two bad quarterbacks, be, man. I would not want to be Ron Rivera right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, we'll see what they do, man. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I would not want to be Ron because yeah, damn if you do, damn if done. He's gonna get. Who's gonna get the blame? Ron Rivera's gonna get the blame no matter what. Yeah. Dust off their resume, bro. All right, then we got the uh, game of the week: Eagles mm-hmm. Cowboys. The Eagles with the stash himself coming out to uh, to play this game, and the yeah, Cowboys a fun game. eked out a forty to thirty four victory. I mean, Dak throws a pick six on the third play of the game, and then he basically turned around and was mm-hmm. damn near perfect. Yep. Um, 27 for 35, 347 yards, three touchdown passes. Um, the Cowboys' run game was mostly silenced by the mm-hmm. Eagles, Eagles' defense. I remember one week you were uh, telling me how the Eagles didn't have good run defense. Continue. Uh, what well, you know? Things change. <laughs> they can adjust. You know. Yeah. Um, Kudos yeah, to the Cowboys' then, run defense, though. Yes, Holding the absolutely. Eagles under a hundred yards. Nobody could run the ball. Uh, so this was going to be a quarterback game. Gallup didn't have that many yards, but he did uh, pick up some very important third down catches as well as a really impressive touchdown catch. How about T.Y. Hilton out of nowhere? First, <laughs> I didn't know he first, played. He, they picked him up off of practice squad or some shit oh, okay. uh, like last week. Um, he gets one catch for 52 yards. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah. Uh, and it's him, like, a, and it was on a play that was like third and 30. I mean, what a, <laughs> what a fucking... <laughs> Big late game first down conversion. That might be uh, a great pickup, man. Off of mm. somebody's practice squad, you get Ty yeah. Hilton right in yeah. the time for the playoffs. This is pro- they probably like you know what instead of OBJ, let's go with Ty. It's probably the same. It's probably better. I yeah. mean, at least Ty is in shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and of course, nobody had an answer for CD Lamb. He has ten catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns. He was smooth like butter in this game. I've been a doubter of him, but he's he's turning me around, man. He was good in this game. Yeah, I've been thinking um, like he's not a he can't carry the receiver core, especially after I felt like they did Amari Cooper wrong. But yeah, maybe now all of this Cowboys hype aside, were it not for all the turnovers, Gardner Minshew and company probably could have won this game. Yeah. Right, he goes. Yeah, I think they're still he, the better team. He was twenty-four for forty, three hundred fifty-five yards, two touchdowns, mm. two mm. picks. He also fumbled the ball, as did Miles Sanders late in the game, mm-hmm. um, as they were trying to put together a late game-winning drive. Um, both Devonta Smith and AJ Brown had over a hundred yards receiving. Um, 
the Eagles attack still looked extremely dangerous yeah. with the mustached magician under center. <laughs> um, but again, four turnovers. Yeah. And and the Cowboys produced, I think, around 20 points off of those turnovers. It's hard to overcome. That's, I mean, yeah. But I, yeah, it's good that the Cowboys won this game because I think they would be in panic mode had they lost to Gardner Minshew. I feel almost like the Cowboys, they're 11-4. and four. They've gone through a lot this season mm-hmm. with the playing under Cooper Rush, trying to figure out what's going on with Dak and uh, some injuries and stuff like that. And I'm wondering if they're winning like this in these types of games and then going to the playoffs, if it's, is it going to be the same situation as the Saints where they have to stick with this coach that they don't really f- believe in? Maybe. It's so funny that you bring up Cooper Rush. That feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, like, man. Doesn't it? It's like, what? No, yeah. was that this year? <laughs> yeah, and, the, and the thing, and I'm, I, I just compared them to the Saints, and they're both redheaded quarterbacks that had to take the helm at some point. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's the answer, uh, McCarthy, but I don't know if I don't know if the Cowboys are a destination for prime head coaches. I think if I think if McCarthy, I think if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, I think Jerry's going to fire McCarthy anyway. I think so. Okay, I do. That team seems loaded to me, man. Well, that's why I think he'll, if they yeah. lose in the first round of the playoffs, like they tend to do, I think McCarthy's going to get fired. Okay, I'll say he's not in the clear. Hell no. All right. Then we had Raiders and Steelers, uh, an upset we both predicted. It wasn't a true upset in the flipping and pick 'em, but most people thought the Raiders were going to win this game. Uh, you and I were keen to the fact that the Raiders are not that squad. True. <laughs> and the Steelers won thirteen to ten, held the Raiders to ten points. I didn't see that coming. No, um, but there was some um, there was some drama and mm. some magic in the air. <laughs> they were down. 10 to 6 to the Raiders yeah. with less than a minute left on the clock on the night that the Steelers were honoring the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception mm-hmm. while also mourning the sudden death of Franco Harris, who mm-hmm. manufactured what is arguably the greatest play in NFL history. Uh, the Steelers were in search of a new hero, a man who could step up and make the game winning catch in the clutch a man who could channel the energy and the spirit <laughs> left behind by franco and his italian army and that man was my man former bulldog george pickens for the 14 yard game winning touchdown drive carving up the secondary like warm georgia pecan butter for the win butter and all them biscuits let's go I, I don't know why I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming beforehand. I knew what happened, but I didn't see that coming. I don't know, man. Great job, but uh, that's that might be the combination, man. Picking and pickings. Yeah, they're gonna have to call them the pick six combo or something like that. Mm. Pick six yeah. out here doing it or something like that. That'll be fun. They were great. 
Of course, they left uh, a little too much time on the clock for Derek Carr, who came out and threw his third interception of the game. <laughs> so that was that helped too. Man, he was bad. Sixteen for thirty, hundred seventy-four yards. He did. He had a touchdown to Renfro, but yeah, he had his three picks. I, I don't think Derek Carr is the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders next year. Damn. Even I think there's probably a lot of. I and that's the weird part. Like they went through all that trouble to get those two back together, mm-hmm. but I don't see he got shut down, Devontae. Adams. I don't see I don't see how they keep Derek Carr. This has to be his worst year statistically as a quarterback. Uh, I think I think he's somewhere else next year. Mm, probably the I, really uh, do. I think Josh McDaniels need to be somewhere else next year because that might be why it doesn't work. Uh, but that's another whole nother conversation. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, how much of their this grit that they're showing to to borrow from uh, from our boy Dan Campbell? How much mm. of this you think is to make sure that they don't have a losing record under Mike Tomlin? You think that's playing any part of this, or they're just playing ball? I mean, I I think that probably has something to do with it, but I also think it has a lot to do with them just getting healthy and mm. you know they've okay. they've just like every other team they've dealt with a fair amount of injuries and yeah. their their defense has 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 you know kind of ebbed and flowed with the various injuries that they've had um and right now they seem to be healthy and and just very difficult to play against um from a defensive perspective i mean Josh Jacobs only had 40 yards 44 yeah. yards rushing in this game that's like yeah, they That's shut crazy. them down big time. The uh, <laughs> the 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 problem is is they have on their roster Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> That's True. another couple of victories if that dude is not the quarterback. The other crazy stat line is that so Carr throws back to back picks out of the half, and then the Raiders after that were held to only fifteen total yards in the second half. God damn! That's crazy. Wow. They shut those motherfuckers down. All right, time for some pain. Uh, let's, let's do it. Let's get over it. Just rip the scab off. The uh, Dolphins played the Packers and lost to the Packers. And we've been I've been talking about the AFC being better than the NFC. And uh, the Dolphins just came out and smacked them in the mouth right away. Uh, and then apparently... Tua forgot who, what colors. Like I think his concussion had the the greens mixed up because <laughs> he was throwing it to the Packers. He had two picks, and I was like, okay. Then the third pick, I don't blame him for the the cornerback just bailed on defending his guy, and then does like an Xavier. I've only seen Xavier Howard do this, where he's just like, you know what? I think he's gonna go over here and just leaves leaves Tyreek Hill wide open, and the ball's in the air already, and he just picks it off. Uh, and then we find out later that Tua had a possible concussion that they're looking at or whatever they're probably gonna err on the side of caution and keep him out the next game but uh my dolphins were up and didn't score in the second half there was they were up 20 to three or some shit like that i thought we were gonna have a smooth sunday and then the packers end up winning 26 to 20 i mean it feels like you had them right where you wanted them yeah man and Roger, um, it's not like they had a great offense. <clears throat> they just got short fields off of interceptions, and and and, not, and even after all those interceptions, I don't think 
Well, we could have won in the end, and in the final. The, end, what did the, the Packers produce? What six points or nine points off of all those turnovers? Yeah, Dolphins so defense was, showed up for the one time this year, mm-hmm. and just waiting on the offense to just answer, do something, and then they just couldn't get it going, and uh, probably set me up for another non postseason appearance for my team. You're still in the playoffs right now. Correct? Yeah, we're still in. We're still in the playoffs, but. If Tua's not playing, I can't see the Dolphins doing anything. I, we no. saw what they looked like with Teddy Bridgewater before his concussion, and then we saw what it looked like with Skylar Thompson, who was way out of his league. Uh, so if Tua doesn't play this Sunday, I mean, I think it'll be close because uh, Tua, like you could put a mannequin out there and that'll be equivalent to Mac Jones, but... I feel like uh, <laughs> I was just gonna suggest. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they signed Matt Ryan off of the off of Indiana's <laughs> practice squad to come in and play? Everything yeah. would for for us that would be like everything coming full circle, you know, <laughs> for Matt Ryan to somehow go from my team to your team. Yes, <laughs> just feel like what? and beat the Patriots. <laughs> that would be bizarre. <laughs> But uh, I don't know, man. I think this uh, bet the under everybody on the Dolphins Patriots <laughs> next week because the yeah. Dolphins defense looks like it's getting right. Uh, hopefully they figure it out. I'd love to see my team play a playoff game, uh, but I didn't feel good after this one. Uh, and that, and now all of the toxic Miami media is at it, talking about blow everything up and all of this stupid shit. And I, I just hate saying that for my team, man. Mm. Let's move on. Yes. Yes. Of course, I picked them and flip them, pick them, because you set me up to make that pick, and uh, (laughs) and they lost. (laughs) This is such a setup. Then we got the Rams Broncos in the most unbelievable, unbelievable game of the week. This was the opposite of a shit bowl. Fifty-one to fourteen. Oh, the Broncos won fifty-one to fourteen over the Rams. Other way around. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fifty-one. Good. This is like this yeah, score this line is, is like insane. is like is like Georgia versus Middle Tennessee State Community College or something. <laughs> B- Baker Mayfield to hey, Tyler man. Hey, did you do that on purpose? What? Middle Tennessee beat Miami this year. <laughs> oh, did they? Oh, sorry. No, I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> I just right. picked one of the most ridiculous college football <laughs> names. That For some I could reason, pick up. Middle Tennessee's beat Miami the last two times they played them. It's insane, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um. Well, who would have thought Baker Mayfield to Tyler Hig- Higby would be such a force of Christmas nature? Connecting on it almost won t- me one of my fantasy games, but I lost so both close. of them. Yeah. Uh, two touchdown. Uh, between those two. Uh, Cam Akers also had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, man. Uh, that's the hat trick. That's what happens when uh, your quarterback isn't racist anymore. Yeah. It wasn't the only hat trick in this game because Russell Wilson uh, had one, two, three interceptions. Mm. Uh, the first two came on the first and second drive of the game, and the third man, was, he was throwing the it right first to drive them. of the second. It was, it was hard it was to watch. Bad picks. I'm rooting for yeah. him too. I'm I'm trying to go out here and I'm trying to cheer for this guy. And I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> it just hurts. Well, he he eventually took a seat 
for Brett yeah. Rippon, who came in and threw the fourth interception of the game, which actually was a pick six. Uh, so good job there. Everything was unraveling for the Broncos. Like Brett Rippon was fighting with the offensive line on the sidelines. Oh. Apparently they got into an altercation after the game as well. Mm. Um, it seems like time to make a big move to get things right as the owners. Well, uh, Sergeant Segway can step into the building and say that 24 <laughs> hours after this game, news drops that Nathaniel Hackett has been fired. Finally. We talked about your team waiting too long to put the, co- the, the quarterback in. They waited way too long to fire this guy, and it, it feels like it just, I don't I, know, man. Not I'm that the season like a, was savable, but. I mean, I think, I think most people were expecting them to wait until yeah. the end of the season. Uh, I can see why they had to do it now, though. Yeah. Um, the new owners, we've talked about this before. The new owners, they didn't pick this guy. Um, GM Russell be Wilson. Too. Per, he seems. I. They. It, the reports sound like he's going to stay. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, the Russell Wilson contract was too big to dump, so Hackett was the head that had to roll. Um, the GM made that deal, though. True. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We'll talk more about that next episode. <clears throat> yeah, it, but I will say before we move on from this game, the flip side, it has to be said that deservedly or not, I can certainly predict that Baker Mayfield has done enough over the last few yeah. weeks to ensure that he can still get a job somewhere in the NFL. Maybe as a starter, maybe not, but you know, maybe he's like a, or it could be like a high-end backup like Gardner Minshew. Mm, um okay. I don't know if he's willing to do that, but either way, he's he's been very impressive these last couple of games. Uh I could see him in a Texans uniform. <clears throat> yeah, sure. I can't maybe, see maybe the Titans while uh Tannehill gets better. Maybe. If they maybe. bring Tannehill back, you know, they could use him until Malik's ready. Be something mm-hmm. like that. True. Yeah. Well, I I bring it up because I just it's not the last we're going to see a Baker Mayfield. No. Nah. Well, he's going to hang around. He could be a backup in uh, Arizona. Uh, who <laughs> lost to the Bucks? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Arizona lost to the Bucks. Uh, very end of the game too, man. Uh, Both Tom of Brady. These teams were you know, terrible. <laughs> yeah, this was another one. A shit bowl brought to you by Xlex. And people are like, Tom Brady is gonna just it, like come back and again in his career. Like, the, please stop. Please stop with that, everybody. Why don't they just play the why don't the Bucks just play their whole game and hurry up offense? Because that's the only time they look good. Good point. Good it's point. The only just time like they look Pey- good. Do like Peyton Manning used to do. Just stay in a no huddle, hurry up, let Tom Brady do everything. It's the, it's the only time they look That's good. That's a good point, man. Come on, Byron. Um, Isn't Byron Leftwich the offensive coordinator? Uh-huh. Come on, Byron. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals um, continuing to do what they do under Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, even though they put out McSorley. Yeah. Uh, but come on, man. Trace McSorley. I don't know what else to say about this shit. Mm. I mean... I mean, the only thing interesting about this game, to be honest, is that it sets up a week 17 matchup mm-hmm. between the seven and eight bucks and the six and nine Carolina Panthers. Panthers 
already beat the Bucks once this year, so if they win next week, they will be in the lead for uh you know, they'll be kings of the the shitty NFC South <laughs> with the head to head tiebreaker. Um that's some some deep south drama right there. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for that. That's really the only thing interesting about this game because both of these teams were an embarrassment, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, on to the final game. Uh, Speaking Char- of embarrassments, <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers played the Colts. They won twenty to three. Um, every time they show Jeff Saturday, I just feel like the world is unfair. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like really, yeah. you see Matt Ryan over there in civilian clothes. That's another one too. They keep cutting to those Matt Ryan shots. Yeah, man. Every That's time, a- <laughs> every time Nick Foles throws an interception, they cut to Matt Ryan. <laughs> and Nick Foles sure did. They were like, well, they brought in Nick Foles to to, to chuck it deep. Like they want to get some more downfield. <laughs> it might as well just bring the punter out. Just run the punter out and get him to punt the ball because that's all Nick Foles is doing. Man. And they kept showing uh, the backup quarterback, the young guy, man. It's like, I think somebody said it. Why don't they just give him a shot? Oh, Ellinger, yeah. Ellinger was just standing there just looking around like, uh, hey, coach. <laughs> but nobody was near him. I think that's a big sign that no players were standing near him, like, waiting on him. or You know what I mean? So mm. it seems like. This game, well, this game was quite a shit bowl in the first quarter, too. Neither yeah. team could really get anything going. The game like was quite defense. close. I like defense. True, yes. It and was that good, defense, they, the way... Both, man. both defenses, Derwin James on one side, you had DeForest Buckner on the Colts side. I mean, they were... Derwin, I mean, Derwin James. James. He got ejected yeah. for that hit. I was I glad to see... Um, <laughs> I didn't know that they would eject right away. Yeah. So I was glad to see that when I saw that hit. It was like, that doesn't need to be in the league, man. Yes, but I would say this in Derwin James' defense... The game moves fast. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he did that intentionally. Um, I think he was aiming his helmet at the ball, and when the player changed to a lower position, he wound up hitting him like in the head and the neck. Um, I don't think Derwin James is a dirty player. No, I don't think I so. Guess he's one I'm of my favorite defensive players. I think he's yeah. one of the best safeties in the league. But yeah. I think that he even said – he kept pointing like he kept. You could tell he was saying, "I led with my shoulder. You didn't lead with your shoulder, bro." And that's the problem. Your shoulder hit him, but you led with your helmet, and that's the thing that's got to change. It's tough. I know that. Yep. The only yep. way, honestly, to stop that is to remove the helmets. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. I think that would uh, that would really help if they removed the helmets. Nobody would lead, nobody would lead with the head if they didn't have helmets on. Well. The other benefit from removing the helmets is that we would get to see, uh, we'd get a better look at Mister Young, gifted and white, uh, <laughs> on, on a on a daily basis. Who, oh yeah, they would who, never stop. <laughs> yeah, he's so handsome when he throws the ball. Does anyone throw a more handsome deep ball? I know, right? Uh, he so okay. Look, he clinched the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. For the LA Chargers, first time since 2018, his first trip to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty good 24 for 31, 235 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, I did throw a pick. Austin Eckler was 
you know, it mostly it was like Herbert was hitting like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for these Keenan deep shots. Allen. Yeah. And he would get them. No, nah, he know, would hit the red. Keenan Allen on the run and Allen would get it down. But Yeah. And that, that would get them into the red zone and then Eckler would barrel in for the touchdown. So that was yeah. kind of how they got most of their points. As we suggested, Nick Foles was terrible mm-hmm. with a capital T 17 for 29, 143 yards, no touchdowns, obviously three very very bad. Definitely all his fault interceptions. Uh, no tip. No, he threw no, no, bad. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was bad. You know what I kept thinking when I watched it? I felt like they must have just sat Nick Foles down before the game and showed him, like, Justin Herbert tape and probably asked him, like, hey, can you, can you do, do that? that? <laughs> to which he replied, I, I can try. <laughs> Um, but, but no, he could not. No. Um, the Colts were dreadful all around. They got sacked seven times. They They weren't dreadful all around. The defense was good, man. That's true. The defense was good. Um, but I mean on offense and they only averaged like roughly three yards per play. Uh, they were 0 for 10 on third downs. And this, this stat is crazy. Listen to this in the Jeff Saturday era. Oh. This long the era. Colts, this is only the beginning of this era, but continue. I, I yeah, but that's this makes it even worse. Yeah. How many games has he coached? Three or four, something like that. Five games, maybe. In the Col- okay, in the Jeff Saturday era, the Colts have been outscored in the fourth quarter, ninety to nine. <laughs> ninety to nine. I'll say it again, ninety to nine. That's a damn shame. That's like, dude. Come on, man. I think their next coach is waiting now that Hackett's been fired. I think they should just go on in there and bring Hackett in. 90 to 9, bro. That's ridiculous, bro. That's bad. Yeah. I'm actually really glad that the Chargers made the playoffs. I like the idea that Herbert is in the playoffs. I really do. And I like him as a quarterback. I do think that he gets a little – he's a bit overrated because he is so handsome. Um, he looks like he the, looks, the guy in the movie that plays the exactly. high school quarterback, and that's what everybody wants. And it's like, just, which is not, which is not his fault. It's not his fault. No, it's not, not his fault. fault that he's so handsome. It's not his fault that you know that I'm sexually attracted to him. Um, <laughs> you know that in a dark room, uh, on a trip away from home, maybe a white lotus situation, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I might just be like, you know what, fuck it. He's a good looking dude. Uh, it's not his fault. No, that has nothing to do with him. It's all your fault. It's probably my fault. If I wound up cheating on my wife with Justin Herbert, that would definitely be my fault. (laughs) Um, But I don't, as much as I like the fact that they're in the playoffs. Would that count as an interception? Because he's good at those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, But he, he will see how good his deep ball is. (laughs) <laughs> uh, in that situation for sure uh. <laughs> alright let's get to the uh, superlatives man Yeah, you got a real MVP or you want me to go first Uh, you can go ahead mine's a little long yeah mine is too but yeah, let's do it uh, my MVP this week goes to someone that has flown under the radar a bit mm. this person uh, had their shot at running the show out in Arizona 
but was relieved of his duties after only one season. He's currently a part of the class action lawsuit against the NFL mm. while thriving as an employee. He was just a coordinator when this year began, but then his coach got fired when that team looked like utter shit. Then the front office jettisoned their best player, players in order to prepare for the future. If you don't know by now, I'm talking about Steve Wilkes. I like this. He's taken this gutted and directionless Panthers team and given them an identity. This team had every right to pack it up and zombie walk through the rest of the season, but Wilkes has them playing hard and winning games we thought they shouldn't. The Lions were supposed to be that squad that had the NFC on notice. They were taking teams to the abyss. Well, not Carolina. That superior Lions roster got taken to task on this day when Wilkes squeezed every drop out of run game he could out of Hubbard and Freeman, hanging over 300 yards on this physical Lions team. The defense was flying around, wreaking havoc, and making Dan Campbell do his frustrated lip purse over and over again. Wilkes mm. is making the league realize that he just might be the real deal. He didn't get a fair shake in Arizona. Him being on Brian Flores' lawsuit might well make him a pariah. But one thing's for sure, this past week, Steve Wilkes. You the real MVP. I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. What you got? I'm going to go with some um, historical type MVP shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm going to go with Franco Harris. Mm. Chances okay. are, if you know the name, it's likely because of the Immaculate Reception, which mm-hmm. was probably one of the most iconic moments in NFL history. 1972, it's the playoffs. Oakland Raiders, well, when they were the Oakland Raiders, down 7-6 to six with only 22 seconds left on the clock. Franco's fingertip catch off of a botched pass inches from the ground. No gloves, mind you. Mm. Takes it to the house for the Steelers' first ever playoff win in the history of their franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel quite honored to have been forming many of my early football memories during the Franco Harris era. Um, This dude was drafted in the first round in 1972, over 1,000 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. Damn. Had him as a lock for rookie of the year. Dude was, was selected to... Nine consecutive Pro Bowls rushed for over a thousand yards in eight seasons, breaking a record once held by Jim Brown. Wow. He's a four-time Super Bowl winner and was the MVP in Super Bowl nine when they defeated the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 1976 NFL rushing touchdown leader, 1970s all de- decade team, uh, and also obviously a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was also the first African American and first Italian-American to be named a Super Bowl MVP. Oh, wow. His father was black. He was a soldier during the Second World War, and he met and married a lovely Italian woman while stationed in Europe. Um, And in his 13 professional seasons, Harris gained 12,120 yards. Third all-time at the time. Wow. Um, I mean, his his, – a lot of people – Look at him as like he is the immaculate reception. But what a lot of people don't realize is that it, this guy had an insanely mm-hmm. like successful career. Yeah, he's not a helmet catch situation. No, David dude, Tyree. this guy. Yeah. No, absolutely not. He he was an absolute legend. Mm. Um, sadly, he died only a few days before the NFL was set to honor the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. 
uh, as well as the retirement of his jersey, number 32. Um, yeah, Franco wasn't just an NFL player who's known for that one catch. He was an absolute icon. In a lot of ways, he he is the NFL. Uh, mm. He So for week 16, I'm saying that Franco Harris – He's the real MVP. Wow. Great, man. That was great. Hmm. Once again, I'm glad you went last because <laughs> I, I would have felt stupid if I went. <laughs> oh, so now I got Steve Wilkes. <laughs> no, nah, man. I like your point. I like it. All right. Uh, trash for the week. At first, I didn't want to pile on. But isn't that what you're supposed to happen to trash? It just mm. gets piled on. That's just a good point. So for the last time, probably ever, I'm going to be able to tell head coach Nathaniel Hackett that he's trash. We all knew he was in over his head. He was supposed to be an offensive savant, but he couldn't figure out how to make it work with Russell Wilson. He had to hire an in-game decision-making for situ- situational football. He was kept around out of the kindness of the same people that hire our grandparents to out, who outlive their retirement money and have to greet people at Walmart. Mm. Of course, they would let him finish the season. Right? We leave it to Nathaniel to feel secure. <laughs> well, leave it to Nathaniel to feel secure in his job and roll into L.A. completely unprepared and get embarrassed by the Rams and their brand-new quarterback, Baker Mayfield, that probably knows 45% of their playbook by now. That's who you lost <laughs> to, Nathaniel? Mm. The one thing that the Broncos had going for them was defense, and they didn't even pinch the Rams. Nathaniel has been the trashiest of trash all year, and it culminated by him finally getting canned after way too long. I can't help but wonder how it is that he ever got the job in the first place. There's no way he was a good interview, Right. No way this dude was a good interview. It's a damn shame that the sport we love has people like Nathaniel Hackett leading a team where people like Steve Wilkes and Eric Bieniemy are waiting in the wings for a team to take a chance on them, in quotations. Hopefully teams have learned their lesson and won't hire Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett as head coach in the future, in the future mm. because Nathaniel Hackett. You are trash! Agreed. I still can't. Somebody had to somebody had to send him out with the trash. Uh I I also have someone that I would like to label as trash, um, based on the fact that I believe this this could too be the last opportunity that we get to do this because I personally do not think that we're gonna see this player on an NFL football field anytime soon. That's right. I'm talking about Zach Wilson. <laughs> um for starters, it did not help that you went up against the guy who was picked right above you in the 2021 mm. draft and T law and associates, a quarterback who That's seems so to be crazy. getting better. He seems to be getting better and smarter with every start, especially now that he has an actual grown up coaching him in the right way. <laughs> um, Zach Wilson is my least favorite type of quarterback. Mm. The kind that acts like he's supposed to be good. Even when Everyone else can see how fucking terrible this kid is. The kind of quarterback who puts up one good season of college football, scores 50 to 60 points on the regular against teams like Navy or Troy or Texas State. The scouts misread what he is, Mm -hmm. which is not his fault, Um, but they put him on a pedestal. Um, 
And to the Jets' credit, in in year one, they start to see what this kid's need, what the kid needed, and and they they did what they had to do, right? They went out and they got this kid, um, they got him some weapons, right? They got him running back to relieve some of the load. They mm-hmm. built a playoff caliber defense so that he doesn't have to put the team on his shoulders. Um, they went out and got him some good receivers. The Jets did everything they could to set up Zach Wilson for success, but this kid failed on every level imaginable. His win total in his two seasons is 8-14. and 14. His completion percentage is barely over 15%, and his TD to interception ratio is 15 touchdowns to 18 interceptions. Whoa. The Jets reportedly are moving on from Wilson, mm. uh, according to what came out uh yesterday smartly so uh but i'll go one step further by saying that i don't really see a reason for any of the other 31 teams to even want this kid as a backup i think he's a bust uh i think he's a pampered entitled piece of shit and yes i think zach wilson is trash you are trash D- uh one more thing on him didn't he hold out Mm. Like before the season started, didn't he like demand like a contract thing? Like, I, I, as far as I remember, I thought he did that, right? I can't remember, but I was, I'm pretty sure that uh, he was like one of the ones that was just, it was surprising. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Zach Wilson and Jets agreed to contract ending his brief holdout. Yeah, he held out before he got started. Held out, and then he comes back like this. Like this. It's like he knew he was trash. Or the camp knew. Like, he probably had some type of guarantee in there. Uh, Yep, his signing bonus, which is the guarantee, but $22.9 million signing bon- bonus. And his four, four-year contract projected to be worth $35 million. Mm. And it's fully guaranteed. His contract is fully guaranteed. That's what it was. I remember he, uh, yeah, he got a fully guaranteed four-year contract, projected to be worth thirty-five million, including a signing bonus of twenty-two point nine million. So they I think he's they, a bust. I, uh, I, I, I think he's the next Josh Rosen. I think he's a bust. Damn. And where's Rosen at now? Jeez. Oh wow. I thought it was uh, something ring a bell, ring a bell there. All right, shit hmm. got learned. You want to go or you want me to? Uh, doesn't matter. I'll, I'll knock it out. My shit that got learned hurts a little bit. Uh-oh. This Mike McDaniel razzle-dazzle shit has been figured out, and he better adjust before he's on the outside looking in. I was just like everyone else, looking at the shiny offense and marveling at the explosive plays. But the last four games, it's been shiny and fun in the first half and then adjustment and frustration second half. That happened again this week. It's like the league knows. Mike? You're going to put a speedy guy in motion and target deep middle of the field and hit hill of waddle and stride. The defense adjusts uh, to the speed because that's probably the hardest part is adjusting to the speed, and then they put everybody in the middle of the field. I saw one play where there were five Green Bay Packers just standing in the middle of the field waiting. (laughs) And then Tua threw it right into that sea of defenders. Uh, but then the Dolphins have no clue what to do once that adjustment's made. It's adjustment time for what we thought was the boy wonder. I'm interested to see if he cooks up something new because we learned that the antidote 
is out there. Mm. That's my shit that got learned. I learned that the Minnesota Vikings might be the best fourth quarter team in the history of the NFL. One week after orchestrating the greatest comeback in NFL history, they go back and forth with the Giants, eventually Mm. registering not only their eighth fourth quarter comeback, which happens to be the most um, all year, but also their 11th win in uh, of a one possession game, which happens to be the most historically in a single NFL season. Mm. Now I say that I learned this, um, but I don't actually understand why it happens to be true. I don't know why it's happening. <laughs> uh, because when you look at the first three quarters, and, and I looked this up, in nearly every offensive metric, like yards per play, offensive EPA, the Vikings actually rank in the bottom third of the league. Damn. So how they're able to flip the switch, I have no fucking clue. There's something about this team when their backs are up against the wall, when the chips are on the table, just when you think their goose is cooked, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings find a way to just flip that switch and steal the W. I don't I don't know how they do it. Um, and every week, it feels like people go, ah, they're fake. They're yep. this, they're that. And, and, and it keeps going. It's like, well, but when they get into the playoffs, what are they going to do then? They're going to get exposed. They're an 11-win team. <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's true. Uh scariest team. AFC. Uh it feels like a bit of a coin toss at the moment. Yep, same. Um I feel like you could either go Bills or Chiefs or Bengals, but <laughs> that's what I have. The Chiefs slash Bengals slash Bills is what I have. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs. Yeah. They got I'm gonna go MVP. Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs partly because of the MVP, but also because if if this last game is any indication that they have managed to sort of sort out their defensive mm-hmm. issues, yeah. um, then then they're, the rest of the league is in trouble. Yeah, and I felt like the Bills had some trouble with the Bears, even mm. though the score makes it look like it, but they were losing at the half. And then the Bengals had some trouble with the Patriots where they couldn't put up any points in the second half. So. The Chiefs kind of, yeah. Mm. Uh, scariest NFC team. I think the Eagles going toe-to-toe with the Cowboys without their quarterback yeah, makes them even scarier, even in a loss. So yeah. I got to go with the Eagles I, on that. I agree, but I decided to go with the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that's the, way this team is, the way this team is built to withstand the yeah. loss of two starting quarterbacks only to come out and just keep yeah. whooping ass with a third-string quarterback who also happens to be Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, yeah. On top of that, you got George Kittle finally living up to expectations. Um, Purdy unlocks George Kittle. Who thought that was coming? Bosa is all but a lock for defensive player of the year. Um and that's just the tip of the iceberg of the dudes who can kill you on that 49ers defense. That's true. Man. Uh, everyone thought they were finished when Jimmy G went down, myself included. Yep. But this has to be the last team anybody wants to play going into the postseason right now. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I would pick them over the Eagles if they played each other. Mm-hmm. All right, final one. Put some spec on the name. Um, mine is Baker Mayfield, man. Let's go. He's kind of a punchline. They tried to force him down our throats with all these commercials and shit. But the guy bounced to his third team and hit the ground running. 
I didn't know he mm. was capable of a 24 for 28, 250-yard performance, but he sure mm. is. He just mm-hmm. did it. I was ready to doubt like the rest of them, but this past week, Baker Mayfield told us all to. Put some respect on my name. Mm. I'm going to go with your MVP, interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Maybe they make the playoffs, maybe they don't, but this dude has really got this team playing hard as hell. Uh, and the way he has managed a team that at times kind of seemed like it was collapsing in on itself uh, has been very impressive. In a world where Jeff Saturday can jump the line to become a head coach, I feel like naming Wilkes the real head coach will help to restore some sanity to the NFL and get rid of this idea that we can just start pulling dudes off of the street uh, to do one of the hardest jobs in football. Um, So I think we need to put some respect on Steve Wilkes' name. I like it, man. Put some respect on my name. All right, man. This is a, it's been a long one, but a fun one. Another good week of football. Thank y'all for checking Mm -hmm. it out. Uh, As always, it's been fun and we'll be back, man. Doing mm. what we do here. Mm-hmm. More NFL coming. There's only two weeks left. So That's stick right. with us, man. Thanks so much. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skiff me, Sara. With NFL. We'll be back with the uh, predictions for next week. And when I finally overtake Skiff and flip him, pick him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll catch y'all later. Peace. out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.